0: Joe presents In Defence Of, brought to you by BetBall. Yes, people, welcome to In Defence Of, brought to you by Joe and BetBall, with me, Steve-O the Madman. Now, stepping up to the away end today is a guy that runs a decent podcast and he knows a lot about football. Not enough to stop him supporting Spurs, it's my friend and Spurs fan, Ricky Sachs. <laughs> Very decent podcast bro, very decent you. podcast. You good though yeah? Not bad yourself? I'm good brother, I'm you're good. good. Um, how are you? Not bad, not bad. I'm just looking at the scarf.
1: Well listen though, this was in hiding for the last four <laughs> years, now Conte's job and bringing it back out again. Wow, so it's like that yeah, you, you, you're happy with the appointment and what Delighted, what? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah? Okay. Very early days, I mean every first time we'll tell you about an appointment, you're very excited at the beginning, towards the end, you start to feel like you're falling away but no, very excited about Conte and what's to come in the future. Okay, okay. Um,
0: So, Rick, you've come to my gaff. Hope you like it. Very
1: nice. Um, What have you come to debate? Well, I've come to debate why Antonio Conte is the right man to take Tottenham Osbourne forward. Before we continue about Conte, you will get
0: your say, but firstly, I'm going to give you up to 60 seconds to go to the podium. Um, Tell me what points we're going to be discussing, come back, and then we'll get on it, yeah?
1: Cool. Sounds good for me. Perfect. Why is Antonio Conte the right man for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club? Well, it's fair to say over the course of the last three, four years, we've tried to hand at many different managers, but Antonio Conte has it all. He has a CV that is a man that has shown he can win in every country he's been to, proved it at Chelsea in the Premier League, and ultimately, normally gets the right players in the transfer market. Unlike Mourinho, Conte uses a modern methodology and gets the best out of every single player that he normally works with. With Spurs, they're in the midst of still that dreaded word, rebuild. And with Conte leading the charge and Fabio Paratagi alongside him, Spurs have got the right duo to tackle the transfer market and ultimately get Spurs back to where they want to be in terms of fighting for the top four, competing for trophies, and hopefully in the near future, gunning for the Premier League. Spurs are in need of a man that will bring them to what they want to be, the promised land. And under Antonio Conte, And Fabio Paratigy, Spurs are in the right direction. And that's why Conte is the man. Ricky,
0: Ricky, Ricky, you made some good points. But here's what I think Antonio Conte is the wrong man for the job. Start the clock. Now, over the years, Spurs have had some top, top managers. Pochettino, Jose Mourinho, one of the greatest managers of all time, by the way. But it's clear to see that the Spurs squad, no matter who's in charge, you could have Alex Ferguson, you could have the great Pep, no matter who's in charge, the Spurs team will not respond. So I don't know why you think Antonio Conte will be any different. Also, Spurs don't spend a lot of money. Antonio Conte loves to spend. In fact, he broke the the, the, the season spend record when he was at Chelsea. Um, Also, he broke the record at Inter Milan as well. He's known for spending a lot of money. And Spurs ain't known for that. Also, the previous managers got you to finals. Um, They had your your, your two-star players playing exceptional. And it still wasn't good enough. So the only way that Conte can be successful is if he brings trophy. We know that ain't going to happen at Spurs. But let's talk about it. Wow. Rick, first of all, mate, listening to you talk... um, you're a proper football man, so it's good. It's good to have a proper football man on a, in the gaff for once. Um, but brother, let's talk about Tottenham. Like, do you really believe that Conte is the man to take Spurs to where they want to be? Not, not, not just to get them into top four. Remember. Yep. Surely you want to be challenging for titles.
1: Of course. I mean, this is a club that was in the Champions League, yeah. uh, what, 24 months ago now, 36 months ago. I think you look at Tottenham in general, as we've all known, there's a need for a rebuild. And it's a think, about finding that right person to do that rebuild. And at the time when they never trusted Pochettino to do that, they turned to Jose Mourinho. And I think we all know, uh, having gone through Mourinho and that cycle, how that is because essentially there's always a need and a hangover from Mourinho to then try and recover that. Mm -hmm. Spurs, I believe, are still trying to recover from that hangover of Jose Mourinho. They went to Nuno Espirito Santo, who everybody knew was Spurs' 11th, 12th Mm -hmm, choice. mm -hmm. And it's very hard to command a dressing room when the players are acutely aware of that. And these players do want to win. Um, There is a need to improve the squad. There's a need to rejuvenate that for sure. But in Antonio Conte, you have a man that is a winner and that knows how to get the best out of the squad that's open to him. Yes, there's a need for improvement. Uh, yes, massively. there's a need for massively changing the mentality at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I don't talking talk about a mentality from the last one or two years. I'm talking five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten years. Since I've been a fan, there's been a real lack of a winning mentality there. But if you look at Conte, wherever he's been, he has won trophies and left clubs in a better state than where he's found them in. He picked up Chelsea, I think, nine or 10th in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He won the league with it was
0: them. Still a good Chelsea
1: squad. Still a bro. good Chelsea squad. I won't disagree with that. Like still
0: this top good... squad that you got here, yeah. man. It's like. It's like a I don't, I, don't, I don't want to say it, but it's like someone. It's like a group of players that have really been um abused, so to speak. And I say that with um Mourinho, man, he was really tough on them, said things that they didn't want to hear, and mentally, I think it's ruined them, mate. You know what I mean? But even prior to that the team let down Poch. They give up on Poch. Yep. They give up on Mourinho. They give up on Nuno. Like It's like, how many times are you going to give up on someone? So it's like the squad ethos of, of, of sticking together and being a, a, a squad, a team. I don't think it's there at all. And I think uh, Conte, you say he comes in and he improves squads. He's got to have some sort of nucleus there ready to improve. I think with Spurs... Um, and I'm sorry, brother. It's, it's rotten, brother. It's rotten. Um, the Harry Kane thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I, I've been told from a source um, that as soon as Conte came in, he called Harry Kane fat.
1: So he's falling out of him straight uh, away. Uh, uh, let me tell you, that's exactly what some of these players need to be told. <sighs> With Conte, Conte, as you said in your opening piece, he's a taskmaster. Mm-hmm. This guy's going to come in and he wants to revolutionise that changing room and almost bring in at different mentalities to what these players have been used to. Under Mourinho, and I think you're right in what you've said previously, You know, many fans got very excited under Mourinho Mm -hmm. because this man was a winner. He came with a CV, a resume that Mm -hmm. showed that this man can win trophies. But we have to remember that when Spurs got Mourinho in the door, this was a man that many were arguing for Mourinho. It was his last chance in the Premier League. And for Tottenham Hotspur as well, they were turning to a man they, they knew did have that streak inside of him that Mm. will also upset a dressing room. Wherever Mourinho has been, he's fallen out with key players. Manchester United, of course, Paul Pogba being an example. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd even say Real Madrid-Ronaldo, his relationship there was temperamental at times.
0: But Rick, at the time, and you're right, but at the time, when he fell out with the likes of Pogba and what he was doing, what he was doing to the shores and all sorts, like, we said that's what needed. Just like what you said, Mm. that Conte needs to come in and start shaking it up. But to call your top player fat or whatever allegedly I um, was shaking it up a bit too much. I, I, I will
1: say to you, Conte, you know, he knows these players well, and we have to make this point that Conte looked at the Spurs job four to five months before Why didn't he came he take around it? to him again. Why didn't he, he take came, it? Then? he didn't take it at that point because he didn't have the assurances from the board that he would be able to change the squad in the direction it needed to go to. And Spurs being Spurs have had to go crawling back, mm-hmm. groveling back, saying, Antonio, we will give you what you want, we will give you what you need. And that is why I do believe he's the right man for the job because they've already gone there once, four to five months ago. Mm -hmm. And he knew at the time, Conte, what the parameters were, what the expectations were. And he said no. And he said no. Therefore, for him now to go back on that decision and decide to take the job, he has to have some belief that there's going to be the backing there from the hierarchy Mm -hmm to change the and evolutionise the football club. We're not talking about here you know, a split decision. Conte did not need the Tottenham job. This man is mm. very wealthy. <laughs> he could have taken a year or two out of the game. He could have waited. I mean, listen, he was looking with the Manchester United yeah. job within weeks of Tottenham. I believe he wants that still. I, I think I, that's a healthy th- job I for him. I think with Conte, I think the pull of Tottenham for him is that, and I know you might not like what I'm going to say here, I think he's looking at Tottenham as a sleeping giant. And if you win with Tottenham... This is far bigger achievement, I think, than any club you've managed because of the mentality at Tottenham. It's not a great mentality. They're not used to winning. Therefore, and Spurs haven't got, you know a, uh, a, you know, a massive ownership where they've got millions and millions to put into the football club. It's not like that. Spurs are run, very sound financially, and it's a case where you have to work within your means.
0: Your players' mentality, the squad, yep. right? Individual, Who are the the, the strong mentality players at your your team, would you
1: say? Humminson. Yes. Hugo Lloris. pierre mircoy Okay. Potentially Christian Romero. I haven't seen enough of him. Outside of that, Steve, I'm going to be honest with you, outside of that, you're right, there isn't that many there. And that's why, again, bringing somebody in of Conte's calibre and his management level will, as I've said, very quickly work out the players that are right for this football club and the players that simply need to go. Mm. And again, you know, there's... We all know this. Players need to be moved on. The likes of Deli Alley, the likes of Harry Winks, Davinson Sanchez. You know, I can go through this squad. I, I can go through the squad and tear it a new one, like you probably want to do. But I honestly do believe that with Tottenham, there also is a need to get the best out of some of the players that are there. Emerson Royale has just walked through the mm-hmm. door. Sergio Reguilón, for me, has already looked improved massively since Conte's come in and deployed him as a wing-back. Harry Kane will probably come on to Harry. Mm. His future, his situation around the club oh, isn't it's great it's right now. Hun Min Son is, for me, one of the top players, not just in the Premier League, in the but in the world when 100%, 100%. he's consistent. However, I think to get the best out of Hun Min Son, you need a top-class manager. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason why under Mourinho, Kane and Son were incredible. Yeah. Again, Pochettino got the best out of Hoon Min Son. Hoon Min Son needs to feel that he's playing under a world-class manager that's going to push him day in, day out. And that's why Antonio Conte's there. You talk about
0: pushing players day in, day out. I remember a video of um, Conte. And they made a boxing ring at the training ground. And he was trying to have a one-on-one with his star centre-forward. Like, (laughs) this geezer, what I'm saying, that sort of mentality, like... To be fair, it's a throwback. Mm. And, and, And... and if we're talking about uh, modern day footballers, Spurs uh, mentality wise has the most modern day footballers in their team. Meaning like, as I say, the, the weaker mentality, yep. the, the, the mentality of, well, if, you, if, if it's not going to be my way, then I'm going to play for you. Like free managers, bro. Like free managers. And I worry. Well, not that I worry, I don't care. In fact, I hope it goes. Sure? Like this, exactly. Here. <laughs> I hope it goes. Like, but it's like Conte. The Spurs players you have already, and we've already seen what they're like mentality-wise, Levy, with his broken promises, for me, it's a recipe for disaster. I don't know if anyone else feels like that, but for me, it's a recipe for disaster. I cannot wait for it to happen, to be honest with you, but I like you. So I'm hoping kind of it don't kind of happen, but my brother, he's annoying and he supports Spurs, so I'm hoping it goes, like, messes up. I really do. So we just spoke about the squad, and now there needs to be loads out, loads in... Managers only got 18 months to do this. Usually it takes six months for a player or a year for a player to bed in. Um, But here's another little stat for you, man. Like, do you know there's only two managers that have spent more than Conte over the last six years, bro? One of them's Pep, who's got billions, endless... Mm. Um, he also broke the record at Chelsea in a single season for spend as well as at Inter Milan. So this is a guy that's notorious uh, for spending, right? Although earlier you said he spends it right and, and it's proven because he wins things, he brings in the right players. So I'm not mad at that, but he's with a guy that's tight. He's with a guy in Levy that when we went on the pandemic, he started asking the government for money. You know what I mean? He, he's that guy. You know what I mean? So he's very tight, which by the way, I'm not mad at people that are tight, bro. I need to be more tight. I'll be buying too much reckless stuff, you know, but... um. That being said, bro, again, whew, it's a recipe for disaster at Spurs. What are you saying?
1: Well, I can tell you, I don't think he'll be uh, breaking that Chelsea record at Tottenham anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I think they needs to. Rick, this is what I'm saying, bruv. Listen, there's again a need to rejuvenate the squad. There's no doubt about that, and there needs to be a lot of money that I do believe spent to get Tottenham back to where, as a fan, and as, as I guess, as many fans that watch this channel, that Spurs fans agree, Spurs want to be. We want to be again competing for the top four you know, pushing hopefully towards a title at some point. I can hear the the laughing track in the Mm -hmm. background um, when I say that. But honestly, all joking aside, yes, there's a need to improve the squad. Mm -hmm. I think Paratigy has shown that he has got the cuteness in the transfer market Mm -hmm. to spend money on the right players. Yes, it can be for big fees. But, you know, the difference with Conte at Chelsea is Conte didn't have Paratigy with him there. So he's operating under a different structure at Chelsea Mm -hmm. where, let's be honest about it, it was limitless at times of what they could spend. So I think this is why it's important that you bear in mind the fact of just how important that relationship is between Piratidi to the Tottenham board and Piratidi to Conte because he'll be fully aware of the parameters of coming in, just what is available both in the January and the summer. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think there'll be huge amounts spent Mm -hmm. in January because January is one of those windows where, if we're being honest about it, the clubs that are looking to buy in January are clubs that are looking to either stay in the Premier League yep. or are in a real need to fill an area in their squad, whether it's midfield, defence, striker, goalkeeping.
0: I think they need to get some players in, because we're saying he's got 18 months. Yep. By the time January comes, that'll be, what, six months in or whatever. Then yep. you get a player then, or if you don't get a player then, it could only be he has, like, what six months to work with a player. No, he's probably going to yeah. get an extension and whatnot, but it's like you might want to bring someone in in January just to give him that time to bed well, I in. I think
1: the great thing about January, you look at January market at the moment and you know there's players that are out there that are coming to free transfers like to mm. He worked with very yeah. closely at Inter Milan. Uh, there's, again, players being linked with Stefan de Vrij, uh, Matthias de Ligt, these players that, Ooh. again, that Conte knows quite well from working in Serie A. Obviously, let's not also forget, he was in the Premier League before with Chelsea. Yeah. So he's acutely aware of who he's come up with before in terms of opponents and he'll already know. I mean, this is very clear. Spurs have already done their groundwork now in terms of both for January and the summer. That's the their strategy works. At Juve, he had a almost a database of players that he was already knowing that was coming through that he could look to target and those that are out you know, of the way. And I think that's the thing you've got to bear in mind with Tottenham. Different to Juve, different to Chelsea, Conte can get the best because he was at those clubs mm-hmm. and he will find that change at Tottenham because although we've got an incredible training ground, although we've got a great stadium and although London's a really attractive location, having that without the winning mentality sometimes isn't enough to convince a player. But I do think the pull of Conte and the way he gets the best out of players, because that is the thing now with Tottenham, that when you may be looking to join Tottenham, you think Tottenham, what do they win? They don't really win much. Yeah, it's a nice location.
0: We win nothing. We win
1: nothing. Absolutely, it's a nice location. I'm going to have a really nice training ground to work in. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely stadium to play in yeah. front of. But what am I actually going to win there? But I think with Conte, the um, from a player's point of view, they will see a man that will not only improve them, yeah. but will work that player to make them better. And we laughed and joked earlier about the ketchup. And um, you're right. I mean, it sounds yeah. outrageous. It, it sounds outrageous. It. They're taking I the ketchup it. away. But it. it's it's almost you know when you look within that, why he's doing that? Why is he taking away certain things? Why is he changing the Nutrition, it's all for the benefit of the players, and it's all to get the best out of those players. I think Lukaku said that he was the most fittest he ever was under Boy, content. he's got a lot of weight
0: now. He's mad. Yeah, you see, like,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and John Terry also. I mean, John Terry replied to, like I say, one of our, um, one of our uh, content on last one on Spurs, and said that you know. Even Terry said he was the fittest he ever was under Conte. So I think again, when you look at that, those cases where we describe, you know, the kind of players we'll go for in January, I think Conte, in a way, his attraction as a manager will be enough to sell that to players. Mm-hmm. But he will find it tough with certain players. I think Vlalovic is one that um, I know Spurs are heavily interested in. I think again the issue you're gonna have Vlalovic, with the one up um, Fiorentina. Uh, Whose scoring record is quite phenomenal this yeah. season. It has yeah. been over the past yeah. two seasons. I think the, the issue Spurs will have with someone like him is convincing him that he's going to come in, be the main man, regardless of Harry Kane's future at the club. And number two, you're going to come here to win. Because again, you mentioned about Conte's contract. If it's 18 months, can you really convince Vlalovic to sign on for four years? This is tough. It's tough to convince these
0: people coming in yep. that your manager's there forever. Like We want you to sign a, a three-year contract, yep. four-year contract, but the gaffer that you've come here for um, is only here for 18 months. Plus, what I wanted to mention as well, you, Spurs have probably got the most players that I've seen at a team for the longest. Like, they've got like... Ben Davis. Ben Davis. Yep. Eric Delhi Deli Alli. Like, they got yep. Hugo Lloris, 10, 10, like, 10 years. 10 years. like It's mad. So, yep. Conte might want to use that to his favour as well rather than out in all of these guys that yeah. know the, the nucleus of the club, you know what I mean. So well, I think
1: Ben Davis, you, you know, mentioned there, he's a prime example. He's been there for a long time, and Ben has almost found a second win now under Conte, where he's playing as this left-sided centre back, almost similar to how he had Aspillaqueta deployed at Chelsea. And you know, listen, I'll all the side, and we we have a laugh and joke on our show. Like I say Ben Davis is always five or six out of ten, and I mean that, I mean that jokingly because you know Ben is always um, reliable, steady, eddy dependable. But he's not but going to be never. Cafu. He's not going to be, you know, Roberto Carlos. He just isn't going to be that nature of a player. Although he's getting way over the halfway line than whatever I've been used yeah. to in the last 19 yeah. years. But you're right in what you said. I think he'll be keen for, you know, the likes of Larice and the Davises to maybe stay so he knows a bit more about the football club, knows a bit more about the culture, knows the right players to bring in, the wrong players to not maybe look at. And I think, again, with Tottenham... Um, as we've said, there's a real need to rebuild. There's a real need to revolutionise the football squad. But in Conte, they've got a man that, um, yes, he does spend a huge amount of money. But nine times out of ten, when you look at his recruitment overall, he normally gets the right person in yeah. for the right time.
0: So we spoke on it before about him turning down the job in the summer. Um, allegedly because he didn't get what he wanted. didn't hear what he wanted to hear. Five months later, he's now hearing what he wants to hear. Um, I believe it's due to money. Um, What's your thoughts on that, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, again in the summer, in a way, I'm quite pleased that he has turned it down, as I said to you before, because I think the problem with Spurs is that for Nuno, I mean, I don't think Nuno, Just I have to make this point because it links into this. Nuno could not believe his luck. He went for talks with Everton, he went for talks with Palace, and suddenly, as as much as we laugh and talk about Tottenham being a banter club, suddenly Tottenham-Otspur want to employ you, and you had talks (laughs) with those clubs. So he couldn't wait to sign that contract. He signed the contract before the paper was even out. He couldn't wait. (laughs) Um, With regards to Conte, that job in the summer, there was a lot going on in terms of Inter Milan. I think, again, emotionally there was that argument that maybe you needed six months away, which is what he's come out and said now. But all, listen, let's be brutal about it. Let's be honest about this. If Conte had been given the right assurances in the summer, he would have been the Tottenham Hotspur head coach. No doubt about it. And again, what plays into this fact is that this current board are in a real position of weakness with the supporter base. They try to gatecrash The ESL, Mm -hmm. as we know, which has led to a lot of, you know, real disgruntlement amongst the Spurs fans and the current ownership. And then when you add on it the fact that you've got um, fans in the stadium openly chanting the chairman's name to leave the football club and he's there. And whatever you say about Daniel, and and I will say this, that... um, I want change. I I want, you know, investment in the football club. But I always think also it is better, the devil you know at times, because with Daniel Levy, um, as much as people, again, have laughed and joked about the lack of spending, we do have an incredible training ground, we do have an incredible stadium. Yes, that doesn't mean you're going to get the trophies, but that does attract certain players to the football club. And you look at, you know, their last three or four managers that Enoch have hired. This is the board here. They have hired... Uh, Pochettino, who is now one of the most sought-after managers in Europe, I would say. Not, know,
0: after, not after this job he's done ma- at Paris. Possibly, I don't possibly, reckon, possibly but not, but
1: you know, on paper, when Pochettino left Tottenham, it was the most bizarre thing. He was almost like in more in more credibility leaving Tottenham yeah, yeah. than what he was beforehand. So um, on that basis, Pochettino will go on to manage again. I think a, a big club, United, still apparently yeah, won him. Um, you then look at Jose Mourinho, who at the time when Spurs hired Mourinho again, although I've said here and said I've called him, you know peak dinosaur and on his way down Mourinho was still very well known yeah. in the game and was still top a manager. big manager and now yeah. I've got Conte so you know you would say probably three out of the five last appointments have been real top class coaches but but, just, you know, they stumbled upon. Granted. but
0: he was the best one and if, if <laughs> it seems to me that if, when they go up there yeah. here's my answer thank you for that Ricky um, seems like when they go for the top top managers doesn't work out doesn't work out
1: but at, at some point Steve-O that's got to change you know, because mm-hmm. football for me is about cycles, right? Everybody has their cycle. Spurs had a cycle of being top four for a number of seasons. And as Spurs fans, we love that. But similar to Arsenal fans, we weren't happy with fourth. We wanted to win trophies. It isn't I'm all about grateful. finishing in the top four. Mm-hmm. So then what do we do? And this is, again, a, a, a buy into this concept that, you know, Pochettino sw- spoke about, you know, winning the big trophies, wasn't massively keen on the FA Cup, the League mm-hmm. Cup. Every time we went out of that cup to whether it be a Colchester or it be a Palace away, we were devastated. We were thinking, well, hold on a second, you know, Spurs... I grew, cup, yeah, I, f- I, cup, I grew yeah. up with Spurs being a cup team. I grew up with Spurs being a cup team. To see us win one trophy in 20 years, men's you know, I was questioning my dad fall. saying, why am, I, why am I being put through this? From come West Ham? <laughs> We've
0: got the championship trophy. I count that.
1: Yeah, we counted that there. what it's a trophy. Such is the, the level. But I mean, to, to your point with regards to Conte and, you know, the, the spending factor and the, and, the, and the trophies as such. And the change of mind. And the change of mind, I think you have to take into account that it's been a good thing for Tottenham that he changed his mind at the start because the parameters set by the board were not Conte's level and expectations. The fact that Spurs have had to go grovelling back to him three to four months after originally talking to him and saying, Antonio, yeah. really sorry it's broken down, but we are now going to give you what you want. And again, when you look at the point in which Tottenham have gone back to him, uh, Spurs are, as we've said, Sitting ran that top four with, uh, was it, about 45 games in hand at the moment because of um, what's going on? Yes, Matt. It, yeah, it's like mad. Yeah. And you talk into the fact that you know, he's got a, tr- a January transfer window, mm. a summer transfer window, and he's still in, like I say, the, the League Cup, the FA Cup. I think Conte will know now exactly what he's going to get. And we know, like I say, we've been there before about Harry Kane and the broken promises. Look, you do not mess around one of the best managers, in my opinion, top five in world football, Antonio Conte. You just don't do that. You, you can't do that. Because Conte, what he will do, he did it at Chelsea, he will embarrass the board. He will walk out of football clubs like he walked out of Inter Milan. Yeah. And that's the great thing about I'm Tottenham. I'm looking forward to that. But, you I, but, get I say, some answers. but you're going to say that, but Tottenham fans also are thinking, do you know what? This will be one of the first times that when managers have been paid off for being quiet, Pochettino being, yeah. paid being paid off, Mourinho being paid off, given hush money. Mm-hmm. T- Conte, you will know from know him very thing. quickly if things aren't going right in that football club when it comes to the January window, when it comes to the summer transfer window, when it comes to not getting what he wants because he just simply won't stand for it. Okay. He'll go.
0: So at Spurs, we had Poch, who, for me, played the best football. Um, played the best football, had the best squad, got to a final. It was a family. It was a family. It was a family. Yeah. Um, but still fouled um, Then you got Mourinho. Um. Yeah, Kane and Son playing one of the best partnerships that I had seen since Dwight, you Andy Cobb. Yeah. Like one of them, it was it was in that Elk, right? Um, still fouled. Like you know what I mean. So the only way that Conte can be considered a success is if he starts winning finals, beating the likes of City, Liverpool, with a worse squad than.
1: Like, it's mental, yeah, not, Rick. I mean, it's your know, It's absolutely. Uh, you know. On Pochettino, firstly, um, when people say, is he a success, is he a failure? Listen, if the game's about winning, then obviously he failed on that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I look at it in a bigger picture and say... um, The football you touched upon was some of the best football I've ever seen in my lifetime watching Tottenham. It was a brand that was just so exciting to watch and every player would fight for the shirt. Mm. you did most enjoy going every week and be excited about what you're going to see. You had a family atmosphere there. That was built by Pochettino. He developed the culture there. And I think such is the irony that um, when Spurs searching for their next manager, after they sacked Pochettino, what, 18, 21 months ago, they used the same brief for Pochettino... You know, a man that was going to play free-flowing, attacking football, get the best out, get the best out of yep. the, um, the young players. And they wanted to use that brief for the next manager. And they even tried to bring Pochettino back. So when we talk about is he a failure, is he a success? Um, I think you would say in the period of three to four years with Tottenham's lack of Champions League, that was a period of success in terms of the way in which Tottenham were playing their brand of football, the way in which fans felt so connected with the football club, we felt as one, we felt as a unit, we felt together. But ultimately, I have always believed in football, as brutal as it sounds, you are judged on ultimately what you win. And he didn't win. And this what again leads us to Mourinho, a man that came in with a big reputation, massive CV, won wherever he's been. And ultimately at Tottenham, although he had the great partnership with Hoon Son, and Harry Kane. And he got to a final. And he got to a final. And chairman
0: whipped that away from him. Mm. I believe he would have won that final. Again, I mean... A one-off game, this Mourinho. The,
1: that, I mean, that'll be one of the things that I'll never quite understand. You know, we talk about Spurs being the game is about glory. And allegedly, the reason why Spurs sacked Mourinho was because um, their position in the league meant it would be less of a payout for Mourinho had it have been that he was higher up the table. And again, we was in that cup final. And you would think Mourinho, the great thing about him is, um, in a one-off game, yeah. he's got that ability to win a final. But... Ultimately, Mourinho was losing that dressing room game after game, week after week. And again, I mean, I remember at the time when he was in, when he was appointed by Tottenham, um, there was a lot of people saying, "Oh, ex-Chelsea manager, I'm not that keen on that." And there was fans like me who were saying, "Hold on, the guy has won I don't think There is to yeah. winning the game. Um, give him a chance." But I think Mourinho, and I think this is a good thing for him, that fans weren't in that stadium due to the COVID regulations in that last ten months. And I think mm. had fans been in that stadium, it would have turned toxic. Ooh. The football was just so poor and although Son and Kane had a tremendous partnership he alienated so many players in that dressing room and listen you can go out and you can call on one or two where you feel they're not performing but when you are doing that to several players Mm -hmm. and almost at a point where you've got the dressing room against you and you know this Steve from being a massive football fan as well once that dressing room turns Um, you'll never get it back done And
0: once you have the dressing room, like Moyes has got at West Ham, you can do great things. Absolutely. So the dressing
1: room is key. And again, I know we spoke about earlier, you feel there's certain traits that are similar to Conte with Mourinho. Yes, there are. But as we said earlier, Conte is prime. Um, He knows how to get the best out of players in a more modern mythology. Unlike Mourinho, I feel i said before, it's quite got a dated approach. Conte has got piratid working alongside him, who I understand is... Invigorating the whole football club, they love Paratici's passion. Again, they look at his CV at Juve. Regularly, won trophies in that ten years. They were one of the top clubs, not only just in Italy but around the world. Their transfer strategy was great. They knew who they were going for. Yes, I think the only thing with there has been the argument that his only issue has been moving players on, and you have that issue at Tottenham with the likes of the Winxes, the Dellies, the Sanchezes. They've got to find a solution yeah. to that.
0: Rick, mate, honestly, you've made some good points, uh, and you're right. Conte is a leader. Um, he identifies early what he wants in a team. Um, he's tough, uh, sufficient. Like he ticks all the boxes. He's a winner. Um, he goes to teams, changes it around. All of that. He ticks a lot of boxes that um, most clubs would like, but most clubs ain't Spurs. Uh, you know what I mean? There's a, so much negativity at the club at the moment with the players surrounding your top players, your chairman. Um, you say even your fans ain't happy. Like they, they've been singing about your, your, your owners. There's a so much bad stuff that he needs to come into and get out before the good can happen. I just don't know if he can do that in 18 months, even with a six-month extension. Whether he gets there or not, I just don't see it, mate. So it's like he's a great manager, one of the best, top five. But um, this Spurs job is a massive rebuild, and he's not a rebuilder, in my eyes. It's, yeah, he's, he's, he's in there, does it, gets a good squad of rally, like A couple decent players, ones that he couldn't... List. So you've got a Dele great player. Now, Conte could come in and put the rocket... he's too far gone.
1: Of course. Yeah, too far gone. Like, there's
0: yeah. too many players that are too far gone. So this whole put the rocket up the arse to these players, these players... They just burnt like, like my fireworks I had, you know what I mean? Yeah, got bumped, mate, I tell you. But um, yeah, man, as I say, you made some great points, but I just think the Spurs job for me is too big. Not, not, not too big. Not too big for Con- uh, Conte, but it's like, it's just not right for him. But you're right in saying that I think the next man that comes in, for me, has got to be an unknown. Um, someone that has time and maybe not too expensive, too much expectation from the Spurs fans. Um,
1: I said, but Conte could, you know, I said before I mean, Conte could come here and fall in love with it. You know, he's had he's had the fan singing his name in the first four weeks. And that just I think tells Mourinho you
0: had that though. This is the thing. I mean, you he got, did. You lot said, you know what? A few of you, a few of you, I won't speak for all of you, but a few mm-hmm. of you were like, it's Mourinho, we know what he does, only lasts this amount of time, he's a bit shirt, da. But he's a winner. He does this, he's known for this. Everything what you just said about Conte, uh, really? I would, I,
1: again, I would say just I have to say on, on Conte, I must make that point that you know Conte
0: on the way up is in
1: his prime. Mourinho is in his okay. decline. Okay. You know, you got. I'm trying to put this in context. You know, is a, a is, is, Mourinho for me now. You're looking at a bit of a dinosaur. Conte is a man that knows modern day football has used modern day methodology on players to tap into their psyche to get the best out of each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. I think that is very very important. Yeah. Mate, uh, uh,
0: I hear you. I hear you. But for the reasons that I said um, the time limit, the players he's got, the chairman, all of that, um, for me, he's not the man for the job, unfortunately, mate. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming down to talk to me. What do you guys think? um, It's a man. Listen, after listening to what he's had to say, I'm interested to see how Conte does, man. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you think Antonio is the guy for the job? Thanks, Rick, for coming down. Uh, I don't really like Spurs fans, I'll be honest with you, but I like you. I like you. As always, this has been In Defence Of, brought to you by Joe and Betball, with me, Steve-O the Madman. ta You've been listening to In Defence Of, brought to you by Joe and Betball.